championship on the line right here. He's going for the corner. He's got it. Hello and welcome to 4th and 5. I'm your host, Will Bezer. I'm joined alongside by Darius Terrell, as always. You guys listen to the Hornscast channel. It's a Hornscast channel on any podcasting platform out there. Today, we're going to be talking a lot of recruiting as this is the big recruiting week. And Texas is coming off another big recruiting week. This is kind of just a three-week recruiting bonanza going on here. So we'll talk about the decommitment of Ruben Owens that just happened yesterday. Talk about the visitors, the 2023 visitors that were on campus a few days ago this past weekend. Talk about the official visitors that were on campus that same weekend. Then we're going to get into the upcoming 2022 official visits. This is the weekend Texas has been waiting for. This is most of their big targets all coming in at once. And they're going to be pulling out the stops. And on top of that, Texas just signed an NIL, uh, a name, image, and likeness bill coming in at the same time. Everything's just hitting at all cylinders right now. But before we get right into it, Darius, we have a sponsor. Yeah. We have a sponsor. Look at look at that. Look at that. And uh, most of you guys who are on Twitter probably have seen some big news, at least coming from, if you, if you know Twitter, uh, there is a brand out there called Homefield Apparel, and they are a college football Twitter favorite just because they are a brand who really gets college football and they are who they are really is a premium collegiate apparel brand coming out of Indianapolis. They're incredibly comfortable official licensed apparel with vintage college designs. So what they do is every week they have this big new Saturday where they launch a new school on their site every Saturday for 16 weeks straight and they'll be launching Texas this weekend. So what you're going to be seeing on their website is the fact that Homefield digs through the archives of history of your school to find unique logos, mascots, and moments to make thoughtful designs for your school. You know, I've known Cameron uh, through Twitter a little bit. He's a cool guy. He really gets college football fans a lot. You can be assured that a lot of these designs and what you've been seeing, this is one of the, are going to be great. I mean, I, I only bring on products here that I can really, from a you know personal experience, say they're good. And this is one of those. So if you guys are excited about getting some really, really cool t-shirts, you guys can use our promo code, 4thAnd5, one word, to get 15% off your first purchase from Homefield at checkout at homefieldapparel.com. Darius, you and I right now, we're wearing some Homefield apparel what do, you, what do you think of your shirts? Yeah, man, I'm rocking my home field apparel. I'm feeling pretty big time right now. We got a sponsor and we got gear to represent. So I'm loving it, man. It's awesome. Just uh, just just more confirmation, you know, more um, motivation to keep, you know, keep doing what we're doing. Appreciate all y'all listening. Yeah, I've been kind of waiting for this moment, for at least for home field apparel to release Texas for for a little bit. So I'm pretty excited about about this. This is, uh, this is pretty cool. This is pretty cool. It is, man. But let's get right into... Recruiting here. Let's get into the the meat of the show. Texas has or had a really, really big recruiting weekend for 2023. They brought in 23 of the top players in the country. It is it was incredible to see all the names that were that were on campus for Texas. One of those names was Ruben Owens. And coming out of that visit, you felt that Ruben Owens, just you in general, felt Ruben Owens is pretty much a lock for Texas. Like he was recruiting Arch Manning. He's buds with Arch Manning. Well, you know, he was Texas's what only recruit commitment in the 2023 class. Uh, so far. Am I right there? So far. Yeah. Coming out of that weekend, you know, just off of a really big unofficial visit weekend, the junior day weekend, you felt pretty good about where you stood with Ruben Owens, even though going into it and going into the recruit, the commitment in general, you knew like, this is a little bit of a shaky recruitment, right? You know, this probably isn't his last commitment ever. You weren't expecting him to decommit this week. He decommitted this week. You were not expecting the five-star running back out of El Campo to decommit from your school after he literally just came to your school and was telling sites that, yeah, I'm going to be recruiting for Texas this coming up this week, coming up this week. 
Yeah, no. So here's the thing, and I'm I'm actually trying to pull it back up real quick. I when I first when I first wrote about and talked about his commitment and everything, and here we go right here. Let me pull it back up. This is back from March third. Owens is landing the commitment and everything is huge, right? But it's gonna be two two full seasons um before the kids out of high school. And with everything that's went on during the pandemic, with the kids champing at the bit to be able to get out, you know, and get the attention they crave, there was no way that <laughs> anyone in their right mind thought that this was gonna be a commitment that stuck for twenty month twenty plus months. Prior to even getting to Texas, he visited Alabama, he visited LSU. I don't, there's, there's nothing really surprising. The only thing surprising about the decommitment is, I guess, is the timing because, I mean, it, it goes against everything that came out of the kid's mouth. But at the same time, um, these are really young, young men. Um, I think Ruben's 15, 16 years old, man. Kids, kids wake up and change their mind, you know, the way the wind blows at times. So, you know, as part of recruiting, it's a recruiting world. Um, I've spoken to Ruben's dad. I, I speak to his dad often. Um, I haven't spoken to him since the decommitment because I assume, you know, his phone is just getting blown up right now. And I didn't want to add to that. But at some point we'll speak. I'll be able to get some clarity on what exactly happened. And I will be able to bring that to y'all. But if I had the guess just going on, you know, reading the tea leaves and what I already know, kind of like the way Texas secured the commitment. Ruben just woke up one morning and decided he wanted to commit. I think he woke up this morning and decided, eh, you know, it's not it's not as fun, you know, being the committed guy on the visits. You know, I'm not, eh, you know. They're not really paying me that much attention. You know, it's more it's more my job now to give attention to other people. Eh, I got two years of school left. I want the attention. Okay, thanks, Longhorns family. I'm going to open my recruitment back up. I, that's all that is to me, man. There's nothing sinister. Um, doesn't say anything about the program or he didn't like the visit or anything like that, man. It's just a kid being a kid. And we warned y'all about that. I tried to warn y'all about that months ago. So months ago. It's, it's just March, so three months ago. So it's no surprise, man. It's all good. Yeah, as you said, I don't think it's the decommitment that is confusing. It's the timing. and But again, it just goes to show, I mean, in recruiting, you have to take everything for a grain of salt when it comes out of the kid's mouth. When it comes out of the kid's mouth, it just doesn't, it really, most kids, it doesn't really mean that much because they're playing games or they're young. And as you said, they kind of go where the wind takes them. I don't think Texas is out with Ruben Owens in this commitment. I don't think no. because he committed to Texas so early, that means he's out. You know, you'd rather have him committed than not. But as you said, you weren't going to do that for 20 months. Here, here's the thing. Nobody, nobody, regardless of high profile, nobody wants to babysit a kid for two whole cycles, whether, whether they admit it publicly or not. When Ruben Owens approached Texas and decided he wanted to commit, they have to accept the commitment. Okay, knowing that there's a 95% chance he's going to open it back up later, you know, and have you all looking bad, you, you have to take it. Otherwise, you ruin your shot of getting the kid later. Look at Oklahoma. Um, before Evan Stewart committed to Texas, he tried to commit to Oklahoma, and Oklahoma already had two high-profile guys committed. They had another one, Luther Burden, committed silently, so they didn't feel like they had room. So they told Evan currently at the time, we don't have space right now. Well, Evan turns around a week later and commits to Texas. And we all, as we all know, that that lasted what about three weeks, <laughs> a month, mm. and now he's back out taking all of his visits, taking all his pictures, you know, blowing kisses and you know, all the different helmets and stuff. But these kids, y you have to take it, and you have to take their commitment. And you know, I think we just seen Texas get burned, um, in two separate cases in two different classes with just you know just choosing to play the game with the kids. And you know, at some point you have to decide whether or not, you know, that's what you want to do. But right now, um, Coach Sark in his first year wanted to keep momentum rolling. He feels like these are gambles worth taking. And so far they haven't paid off. And it's okay. But I don't think it means anything as far as a negative trend showing for the for the for the Longhorns future recruiting in this class. Right, yeah. So let's get to the rest of the guys who came on campus and touched some of the bigger names that were there, because I'm assuming that this is not the last time we're gonna hear these guys' names. Starting with the biggest one, Arch Manning. And this is probably why Ruben Owens decommitted is because he saw Arch Manning, who is not committed anywhere, is getting all the attention. He's a five-star getting all the attention. And all these guys, five-stars getting all the attention. And he might not have got as much attention as these other guys because he's committed. So they were like, we don't have to pay as much attention there to these guys who are already committed. Uh, that's, just, that's just me kind of spitballing here. But Arch Manning. That the you know he he brought his whole crew here. He brought the whole Manning family crew. He brought the Manning face. He brought everything with him. 
you know, apparently it was a really, really fun weekend for that junior visits. The junior day, they really kind of pulled the red carpet out for every one of these guys to come in and, and take a look at the at the state of the program. Now, they weren't able to take a look at the new facilities, which will come out in August, which I think will actually kind of reinvigorate recruiting because they'll be able to say, hey, come visit our new facilities. But Arch Manning was there, uh, and there's reason to be optimistic about about him coming to Texas, coming out of that visit, right? You have Clemson and Alabama, but Texas is very much in the thick of things with it. No, there were reasons, and I've, we, I've touched on it previously, you know, a little bit uh, on our on our show here. Um, got a lot of reasons, you know, won't won't be publicized over these waves that to believe that again, Texas has if Texas can. If Sarkeesian, there's there's not a win number, right? It's not with the Manning family. You understand? They're looking for so they're looking for development, right? They're looking for the best mm-hmm. situation, and it doesn't necessarily mean winning national championships, right? Peyton Manning didn't win a national championship, or did he? That was T. Martin, right? Peyton Manning didn't win a national mm-hmm. championship. Eli Manning didn't come close to winning a national championship. It's all about being developed and being the number one pick, right? So if they see Casey Thompson or Hudson Card, whoever the quarterback is for Texas, looking like you know, Steve Sarkeesian is everything they believe he is. And um, for everything I understand, this was the first in-person meeting um, with Sark and Arch, even though they've been talking over the phone a lot. Texas didn't do anything to hurt themselves. Again, the Manning family is no stranger to the city of Austin. And I think I think in a lot of ways, you know, with it being um, who, what we believe will come down to Alabama, Clemson, Texas. Remember, Eli... Uncle Eli was Texas, one of his finalists. If you remember, Chris Sims was the one who messed that up. I think the family's always had a little bit of an affinity for the affinity for the Longhorns. And again, you got the right guy in there. You got a quarterback guru. Okay. In their eyes, Steve Sarkeesian, he's got pro experience and everything. There's a lot of things working in Texas's favor here. And again, um, I haven't seen anyone make any bold statements or anything on it, but I just, I feel really good. Will, really good right now about the odds of him potentially being the guy in the 23 class for them. And if that were to happen, I mean, it, it changes. It's a game changer on every level. Yeah, it was. it's funny, actually. It was the year after Manning left that they won the national championship. See, see. So. He was in 97, and then the 98 team won the national championship for Tennessee. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think I think you're right on all points there. And, and let's go ahead and get, get to the next guy, Anthony Hill. Uh, I mean, we have so many kids here. And they're like, here's another five-star linebacker out of Denton, Texas. Uh, the dude is pretty much everything. He's got the character. He's got the work ethic. He's got the build. He's got the athleticism. He's 100% that consensus five-star linebacker for a reason. And the Longhorns position themselves. I don't think they're the favorite, but they position themselves – in the in the middle of everything for this top in-state defender. Yeah, and I'll, I'll speed these up because yeah, there's so many kids. Um, Hill is a five-star. He's a no doubt, no-brainer five-star linebacker. Probably will be the top-rated defender in next year's class. Texas is gonna have a dogfight on their hands with the SEC, Ohio State for them. Texas is in the thick of things here. Texas needs a lot of things to go their way on the field, but as far as off the field, anything that you could have done to this point, Texas has done it with Hill. Um, they're in the middle of it, and that's all you can ask for at this point. The next guy came in probably because you got the number two, the second best defensive coordinator in the country on your team right now in PK. Jaden Wayne, the defensive lineman out of Tacoma, Washington, 6'5", 245. He has some room to build into his frame, but he's explosive off the ball. He has quickness and explosion in his hands to beat guys off the line of scrimmage and the strength as well. I, I You know, he has some room to build in his body, but still when you want, when you watch him on film, you can see why he's a five-star defense alignment. No, being able to get Jaden Wayne in town so early, you know, in this deal that getting him on campus shows his interest. Um, like you mentioned, coach Kukowski is familiar with him. Um, everybody on the West coast is familiar with Sark. Um, again, this is a situation where Texas, you know, this is, this is as much as you can ask for at this point. So we'll check back again. Uh, four or five months from now and see if he's still mentioned in Texas. You know who he reminds me of? Alfred Collins. Alfred Collins is a little bigger, but he kind of reminds me in, in how he plays. Same impact talent for sure. The next guy you had on campus, JV Toviano from Arlington, Texas. Uh, one of the better cornerback pr- prospects in the country, Yeah, really. Uh, Toviano is... Looking like a Longhorn lean at this point, but it's still a long way to go. Uh, he's one of your bigger 
cornerbacks out there at six foot, one eighty five. Uh, what do you think of the uh, Arlington Martin cornerback, Darius? Uh, I think the world of JV and Toviano. He's the real deal. I've had the pleasure of coaching against him. Um, he's going to be one of the top cornerback prospects in the nation. Um, he he really likes Texas. He always has. He also happens to be at a school that has just sent you know two kids to Texas. Has another kid committed right now. He's got a lot of Longhorn influence around him. So. Um, that's one to keep an eye on in the future as far as possibly being in the burn orange for sure. But he's he's big times. This weekend you had on quite a few big-time wide receivers, one of them being Jalen Hale out of Longview, Texas. Jalen Hale really isn't in a rush to make a decision here, but you know it's going to be hard to beat out teams like Oklahoma, uh, going to be hard to beat out teams like Alabama who are going to be wanting this guy's talent. Uh, Darius, what do you think of what Jalen Hale can bring to a team, and and what do you feel about how do you feel about where Texas stands with them? Well, when you talked to Jalen Hale a few months ago, he you know he was kind of lukewarm on Texas. Um, from everything I understand, he hadn't really been hearing a lot from um, from the new staff since Sark got hired. He was more of a guy that the last staff was um, was reaching out to a little bit. Um, that has changed in recent weeks. Um, again, Hale, like you said, Hale is not a guy that's going to make a decision anytime soon. Um, with this one, just keep chopping wood, and you know, we'll check back in a few months from now again, see where he's at. But he's not a kid. I can see him taking his all the way to December of 2022, so no rush here at all. Mm-hmm. Early baby stages. Another big guy, another wide receiver, somebody you know really well, Jonte Cook mm-hmm. out of DeSoto, your, your former stomping grounds. Uh, Jonte is I mean, not as highly rated as Jalen Hale, but I would say, you know, Probably a little bit speedier on the guy you can flip inside or outside. Uh, he's kind of he can do it all, can he? Yeah, them rankings don't matter, man. Uh, Cook's the real deal. Um, he's a big Texas fan. He's been on campus what four or five times um, mm-hmm. since he's been able to do it. It's prior to the pandemic even starting. He likes Texas a lot, man. Um, if Arch, he loves Arch Manning as well. Um, one of his favorite guys. Um, it, it's going to be hard for Texas to mess that one up. It's not a slam dunk or anything, but it, it's going to be hard for him to mess that one up. Right. A guy who would be going up against him and <clears throat> did go up against him, Jamil Johnson at Seguin Arlington. What do you think about Jamil? I think you, I know you have really, really high praise for him and you really think highly of him. Why do you think that? Why, what, what makes him so? Talented. Man, his tape was awesome for one. You saw him line up at safety. You saw him line up in a nickel. You saw him line up in the corner. Then I saw him in person at the UA in March. That kid is a legitimate six foot plus, maybe six one. He's long. Um, he's got the look that you're looking for for cornerback. He can flip his hips. He can do it all, man. He's not a kid that talks very much. He's not really into doing, you know, a ton of interviews as far as the recruiting stuff. But Jamil Johnson is, I, I, it's a loaded – It's a. I feel like we say this every year, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sound repetitive, but it really is a loaded class again in 2023, and I think he could possibly um, – for some people, he could be the best DB in the class because he can play every position. That he's, already, he's already shown. He's already done it. He's got two more years of high school left. Big-time player, big-time prospect. And um, I, I think he likes Texas as well. He hasn't said much, but he's that's his, he's been to campus a few times too. Talking about a guy who likes Texas, Dalton Brooks, the safety out of Shiner, Texas. That's where I get my beer. Uh, highly rated player, and he's also related to uh, who would you who who else is named Brooks around that area? Oh, Jonathan Brooks, Texas's running back, is his cousin. So you have a pretty good in with this guy, Dalton Brooks, who again is a highly rated safety, Darius. Uh, how like you know what what do you think about uh, Dalton in terms of where Texas stands with him and where how do, what do you think about him on the field? No, I'm on the field. There's nothing you can't do um, at that classification. I think Steiner's two A, three A. He's the best prospect in the class, regardless of class. Um, if if Texas were to offer his brother or, or you know get him on campus somehow, um, Doug Douglas Brooks. He's a he's a defensive lineman in the 2022 class. The thing with Brooks, the older Brooks is he's not very tall. You know how people do sometimes with the measurables and stuff, regardless of the film. Um, if, if his brother had an offer, they would both already be committed right now. Um, it'll be interesting to see how things play out over the next few months. But Dalton Brooks really does like Texas, but at the same time, he definitely wants to play with his brother. So, if somebody in the region um, decides to pull the trigger on that, it could it could switch it could it could shake things up for him. No question. Here's the thing: is I don't see why you don't after you know what you got with Deontay Foreman, and then you also had. 
the Brockermeyer twins? Like, why not? At this I, point? I'll say this about Douglas Brooks. I don't think he's any lesser of a prospect than a guy like Zach Swanson, who they have committed from a whole other state. Mm-hmm. So next guy I'm on this list of ours is Jaden Osbury. And uh, he's a five-star linebacker at a Baton Rouge, Louisiana. That's going to be impossible to win him over. But let's say Texas's defense looks really good next year. It's all about the linebackers for Texas. What do you think, Darius? Hey, I mean, fun name. Um, I don't – look, again, you didn't just say Louisiana. You said Baton Rouge. So I'm not going to waste a whole lot of time there. It's, it's cool to get him on campus and everything, but – that kid's going to go to LSU and go play in the SEC. Yeah, another five-star while we're on the topic, David Hicks out of Allen, defensive lineman. Uh, Allen hasn't been kind to Texas, but, hey, new regime, new staff. What do you think about David Hicks, the five-star defensive lineman? Well, the good news for Texas and Hicks is Hicks isn't from Allen. He's just now transferring in from um, Katie. Um, is it Katie Taylor? One of those Katie schools. Um, his dad got hired at Allen as a defensive line coach. And head track I wonder coach. why. <laughs> but um, no, no reason. It had nothing to do with it, right? But um, yeah. No, Hicks is big time. I've, I I talked to his dad, you know, regularly as well. Hicks has been going. To, he's been to Texas. He's been to the Texas campus a dozen times in the last four or five years. Um, dad, in my opinion, is is a lot more interested and excited about his boy going to A and M. The younger, the younger Hicks is going to take his time, man. He's got interest from everybody. I think he really likes LSU. There's going to be a dogfight there. There's going to be a dogfight there, but that kid really likes Texas, man. So we'll see. We'll see. Check back in a few months. But so far, so good. Sticking on that defensive line, Avion Carter uh, from all the way out in Amarillo, man. You don't, you don't often get some prospects out in Amarillo. He's 6'4", 240. Obviously, you can see him building into his frame. He's kind of playing on the outside and does everything for Amarillo or Tas- Tescosa because, you know, out there, you, there's there's not many guys who are 6'4", 240 who run like this kid does. And that, that kid hadn't been 240 in at least a year. There's no way in hell. Because I saw him at the UA. He's 270. 270? Already. He's, a, he's a defensive tackle all the way. Oh, he, he's, he, doesn't, he doesn't look like he's added. He's lost any speed from adding 30 pounds. Nah, so nah. this guy this guy is good. What do you think about him in terms of where Texas stands with him? Uh, he likes Texas a lot, man. Kids from that area typically tend to. Um, we'll see how things play out. I do know he has a sister that I believe is a – she's either a basketball or volleyball player um, in the 2022 class. So where she ends up could possibly play a role there. But I do know for a fact, even though Carter's not a big talker, he likes – he's a big Texas fan. Next guy on my list here, Jacoby Davis from Galena Park, Texas. What do you think of the North Shore cornerback, Darius? I think he's talented. He doesn't talk much. Um, all the, the smoke around him from the get-go, for, you know, even dating back to last season, has been A&M really likes him a lot. They've really prioritized him early on. Um, I've never spoken with Jacoby. Um, I don't know you know, what his list is looking like, but um, for Texas to get him on campus, has to say he has, has to show he has some type of interest, right? But I will say everything I've heard so far has been more buzz with him and, and the Aggies. Talented kid, though. I like him. Well, here's a guy that Texas should be leading for, uh, coming out right out of their backyard, the tight end, uh, and halfback, wide receiver, wherever you put him on the field, is Jaden Greathouse. Uh, what do you think about him? Texas probably figures to be a pretty strong favorite for him being in the backyard in Westlake, a, a place where they have really good connections. Yeah, I keep seeing him listed as a tight end and stuff. I don't, I don't really get it because yeah, he's like six two, like two ten. Um, I don't think the hit rate's very high on making guys that size. You know, bulk them up and put them in line. That doesn't work out very well with the H back mm-hmm. thing, though. Um, with Texas having guys like Juan Davis on there uh, on the roster and um, you know, old you know Jared Wiley a little bit, you we're gonna see bigger bodies. Jatavian Sanders be used in that type of role, and then, you know if they have success with it. Great House is a guy that liked Texas even back with, when Herman's staff was here. So, you know, once once that um once the relationships get built with the new staff, I have to, you know, you have to believe that, you know, barring just a complete meltdown, um, it's a good there's a good chance Great House ends up being a part of the class, that twenty twenty three class. Mm-hmm. Texas is really in on a lot of defensive backs. You also have Ryan Waits, Malik Muhammad, and, and Derek Williams coming in. Ryan Waits out of Denton Geyer, but Malik Muhammad coming in from Florida from IMG Academy. So is Derek Williams coming out from Louisiana. Uh, 
probably him going to Louisiana is probably what's going to happen. But, you know, you're also bringing in another IMG guy, Carnell Tate. Uh, so, you know, it, it's a lot of big names there. Uh, what do you what do you think about those four guys? Yeah, so out of all the names you mentioned, Tate's a wide receiver. The rest of the guys were DBs. Um, receivers have shown they'll, they'll, they'll move to go find the right fit. So, again, if Sark's getting the playmakers, getting wide receivers the ball in this offense, Tate could become a real option. At the same time, there's a great wide receiver class in state as well. So, there's no, there may not be a need there. So, we'll see. But out of those defensive backs, those corners you mentioned, Muhammad, Madison, um, uh, Waits, I don't know a whole lot about uh, – is it Waits or Yates? Uh, Waits. I don't know a lot about him yet. I haven't seen him in person. But for him to be brought in on a visit shows the interest um, on the program's behalf. Deldrick Madison's a Duncanville kid. Very talented player. He'll have his um his his pick of regional schools. Um, I think with him though and Waits, it's gonna come down to how hard Texas pushes. I think the highest rated guy out of those guys is Muhammad. And even though Muhammad was at IMG this past year, he's originally from DeSoto. Um, I've heard he's probably coming back to Texas this year to play at South Oak Cliff, so he'll be back. Um, I know he's a big Texas fan. He always has been from even when he was a kid. So um, it's just gonna be about who who they push for there. But it's gonna be almost impossible not to have a a big-time wide receiver and defensive back class in next year's hall, regardless of what happens at any other position, because it's just so many in state. But, you know, right. they can screw it up. They can. We've seen them do it before, so we'll see. <laughs> well, there was another last guy here is, is Harris Sewell from Odessa Permian out in West Texas. What do you think about this guy, this interior offensive lineman? The dude looks like an interior offensive lineman, honestly. You said he does that? you seen a picture of him. No, so I got to see him at the UA. Um, he's potentially going to be the highest-rated um, guard prospect in the state for next year. Huge Texas fan, whether he admits it or not publicly. He loves Texas. I think he's – I I I feel comfortable saying I think he's going to end up in the class. That's not a hard one, in my opinion, to see. Um, West Texas kid, Friday Night Lights, all that good stuff. He grew up like in Texas. Well – let's get on to the 2022 class. The guys who are going to be on campus sooner rather than later – Start off with the guy we didn't hit last weekend in Harold Perkins. And we probably didn't hit him for a good reason because it is a long shot if they land Harold Perkins. Harold Perkins probably heading to the SEC, if anything. Uh, but it is interesting that he took the visit to Texas, the official visit to Texas, rather than Oklahoma. You said it's interesting? It's interesting. I mean, if, if me. I had a pick, if I, if I knew I was going to play – in the SEC for either Alabama or Texas A&M or Ohio State. And I had a free weekend. You know, the schools want to bring me in, wine and dine me. I'm going to choose Austin over Norman, Oklahoma. And I don't think it was much more to it than that. Harold Perkins is a super talented kid, super talented prospect. I heard Texas even um, threw in, mentioned on a visit that um, talked about playing him a little bit at that nickel corner spot, you know, let him show his athleticism. That was a different pitch he hadn't heard. Yeah, regardless of what he says, I don't believe him. I think he's going to end them. So we'll see. Mm. Yeah. Now then you got Jacob Sexton and Cole Hudson, who I think both those guys, they did a phenomenal job with, at least of them I've heard. And, uh, you know, they probably swung to Texas's way, if anything, leaving that trip. I'm comfortable. I think I think Hudson silently committed. I can't prove that or anything, and I don't have any information behind the scenes on that. I just that's just what I think, I'm guessing. With, in the gut. Yeah, I just he's been he was on campus back to back weekends, man. And um his poker face isn't that great in my opinion. But um with Sexton <laughs> with Sexton, man, from what we understand, Oklahoma's not pushing very hard right now. Um I think it's gonna come down to whether Alabama really wants him. He did visit, so it shows interest on their part officially, you know, they paid for his visit. But um I think, yeah, Texas is gonna end up with an offensive line commit public, I think, in the next within the next seven to 14 days so we'll see we'll see but they should feel good mm. fans should feel good about where they are you, will, you willing to make a bet on that one a bet no not really because <laughs> <laughs> folks still want to take their trips man next guy uh, i want to talk about before we get to the commitment is sebastian cheeks he, he was a big linebacker on campus for texas uh kind of a mid four-star guy but again an explosive guy who could really fit into a defense like uh, Quickkowski's defense. Darius, have you heard anything about how he how his trip was and where he where Texas stands? Cheeks is a quiet guy. He's a quiet guy. Me just reading the situation, taking my own educated guess on this deal. 
I'm thinking if Notre Dame doesn't land Tui Halamaka, he's going. Cheeks is going to Notre Dame. If if and Tui Halamaka would have, that means he chose Texas, right? But um, mm-hmm. if he does choose Notre Dame, I think Cheeks could possibly be looking this way. So I think Texas is going to get one of those guys, right? There's no way they're both going to the same school. Um, mm-hmm. but um, hopefully, <laughs> well, yeah, if it hopefully, is, like, hopefully, hopefully it's Texas. Yeah, but um, I don't. I think uh, Texas is going to get one of those two. If I had to guess, I am gonna guess. I'm gonna guess Cheeks, even though he has not told me that or anybody anything about the visit since. I'm just guessing, man. I'm guessing with Cheeks. I have no clue. <laughs> you know, what I like about what the staff is doing here is they brought in all these different linebackers onto campus, and they're gonna be bringing on even more. Usually, they're you know they haven't you you've had that issue at Texas where the linebacker issue where you just can't get good linebackers in the program, and it's been a lot of time that they just they don't want to look outside of texas and so they kind of throw their hands up in the air and be like oh well i don't uh throw their hands up in the air and it's kind of like oh there's not any good linebackers in texas well this staff is kind of going to this staff is going to california they're going to illinois they're going to florida they're going all the way up northeast they're going all the way pacific mm-hmm. northwest they're just they're looking all over scouring the map for linebacker talent which is something that we really haven't seen is really scouring the map for linebackers so that's that's kind of something nice to see, and it landed them one guy in uh, Anthony Jones committing to Texas. Yes, although even with Jones, I think we last week when we were talking about him, I think we might have mischaracterized him a little bit. You know, we were thinking, you know, on paper, it's saying six five, six four. You know, look like a defensive end, but after watching this tape, man, that um, and it's possible because you know his school didn't play last year out there in Nevada. Um, so it's sophomore tape, but on the sophomore tape, he's somewhere between six two and six three. Um, probably if if he was two hundred and forty pounds on that tape, he carries it better than any kid I've ever seen. But um, no, Will, I was impressed with what I saw though. Well, size, whatever, be darned. Um, you saw that kid dropping in coverage, making plays down the field. You saw that kid repeatedly taking on blocks, getting off of blocks, um, attacking defenders and avoiding blocks. Man, um. You saw him getting out in space, making plays on folks. I was I was very pleasantly surprised um, by that tape because he's not rated very highly, and but I, I but I do think him not playing last year played a part in that man. But if y'all haven't, go to huddle, look up Anthony Jones, man. I think y'all enjoy that tape. Yeah, what I'm gonna be watching for when he comes to Texas is his development as a pass rusher because he's probably gonna be played in that Jack linebacker position. I'm not so sure, man. I think that's where they're going to play. I mean, that's just where he fits. You, you, where he you know fits why? Is that Jack linebacker. Here, here's why I say I'm not sure they're going to use him there because I think the edge role may be getting reserved for somebody else. But I think I think Jones. I think Jones might end up playing linebacker. Well, I really do. This is. Well, no, I I think that guy's the edge fit. I think Jones fits in the LB because remember Texas wants to play at times four of those guys, and you see him going after Patton, Tui Halamaka, Cheeks. They're all versatile. You see what I'm saying? Like, it, like you were saying about the LB recruiting, it's exciting because you can see what they're looking for and what they're targeting. Well, speaking of another edge player, we have another guy who is going to be committing. What is it? July 20th, a Texas target. So we'll go ahead and give you guys a quick uh, heat check on him. Darius, how do you feel about where Texas stands with Derek Brown? Oh man, I feel good about where Texas stands with Derek Brown. A few weeks ago, um, we were thinking he was, he was old used to lose. Oklahoma seems to have decided to go in another direction. Um, he thought AM was a big player there. He canceled his AM visit and instead went to Texas Tech. I don't think anybody worries about losing um, defensive recruits to Texas Tech, right? So if the competition right now is Tech and um, SMU, you know, you have to feel good about where they stand with Brown. And he just announced today that he's going to be making an announcement July 20th. So he did take a visit, Will, to Oklahoma this past weekend. But he told our he told our own CJ Vogel on a scale of one to ten, um, the visit was about a seven out of ten. Compared to Texas, it was a ten out of ten, and he was emphatic about it. So, you know, take what you want from that. <sighs> well, that brings us to the weekend that we have all been waiting for ever since. I think it was even March. Back in March, we were like, "Wow, this weekend is looking to become huge." It is the biggest 2022 official visit weekend for Texas. And before we get into this, I also want to talk about the fact that Texas's governor, Greg Abbott, also just signed in a bill that gives student athletes the rights to their name, image, and likeness. And Texas 
You've seen it with all the players on Twitter and the coaches and everything. It has been a huge deal for them to kind of push out their leverage program, which is their program to help get these guys money and deals through their name, image, and likeness. And you've even seen people like Tara Davis say that, hey, I could have made $50,000 during my time at Texas. And she is, you know, not to take away from it, track and field is not one of the top sports at Texas. You have women's volleyball, you have even softball and women's basketball and men's basketball and men's baseball and men's football. You know, I don't even know, maybe even tennis or golf. Golf probably is above that. Women's golf, men's golf before track and field. I don't know about that, Will. Yeah, dude, golf is huge. For te- uh, if you got Jordan Spieth, you have. I don't know about that, man. What the hell has Spieth done in the last five years? I don't know. He's won more Masters than I have. That's for uh, sure. I don't, man. I, I, I think you're sleeping on track and field. I, I might be, but, but still, I mean, there's been I. There's been a lot more. Uh, I think there's a lot more hype around text around golf, or maybe that's just me. I don't know. I, I feel like than than track and field. Now, I guess I would again. I guess it's no. That's that's track and field is an Olympic sport. It's I don't know. I'm subje- talking myself it's, out. It's of subjective. It. It's subjective. But still, yeah. it's nowhere near the other sports I was just talking about. And getting fifty thousand dollars from it, from your name, image, and likeness during your time. I think it was you said in just one year. That's amazing. Now, imagine what they're pitching to these guys in their official visits. To their official, you know, they can't go to Oklahoma and do this. They can't go to Alabama and do this. They can't go to South Carolina and do this. They can't go to, I don't know if they can go to Florida and do this. Most states in the country, they can't do this. Now they can do it at Texas. And they can do it right away. Well, yeah, I mean, so here's the thing. Yeah, they want to hop on it and hype it up right now because right now they do have an advantage. But everybody else is going to. You know, legalize and allow the same thing very soon. <laughs> but right. um, uh, going back though, real quick, yeah. Even though they're gonna pitch, um, you know that stuff to folks. The truth is, the reality is, most of those guys aren't gonna make any money, man, off of their own image and likeness. You got to be one of the stars. And whereas you just mentioned, you know, you mentioned Tara Davis, and she was talking about fifty thousand dollars. I didn't see the actual quote or anything, but why I do believe that that could be a reality for someone like her. One, she is a champion, right, in multiple events. She's also a good, she's a good-looking girl, right, Will? And she played, like you saw that she won, the, uh, was it the triple jump or long jump? She went and put on the cowboy hat, cowboy boots. Come on, man. Males are going to eat that up. They're gonna, they're she's gonna wearing see. Tacova's boots. And, and my girlfriend wears Will, Tacova's, and my girlfriend's, like, super happy. Oh, my God, look, she's wearing Tacova's boots. Right, and to my point, from the male perspective, she's in a track uniform, Will, which might, you know what I'm saying? So, like, folks are going to be, she she's going to make money like that, right? But for Chris Ross, my defensive tackle commit, let's let's keep it a buck. Well, he's not gonna make no money off of this nas- this image and likeness deal, but it's it's cool to pitch it. You know what I'm saying? I, hey, look when when um when Pluckers gets the uh, the Bijan hot wings, will I'm in that thing. I'm all for it. You understand? Like fuck, the stars are gonna be able to eat to, to eat off of it, and Texas is gonna be able to push it. Like I said, if this rule doesn't get changed before the season starts, Texas. Oh, that's a hell of an opportunity they're gonna miss if they don't if they don't hype that up. Please don't blow this like you blew the Longhorn Network, okay? Use this stuff, put them boys in them commercials, let them folks make their money. Like, man, it, it could be something, but it's not gonna last forever. That window's gonna close real quick because everybody's gonna open it up. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a great talking point for now. But the truth is, it, it it's not a reality for I would say seventy five percent of the kids that are gonna be on the team. Well, it's something that you can you can pitch to a guy like Evan Stewart. Who already oh has a brand? See, and that's you gotta be careful with that, man. Because like, here's my thing with Evan Stewart, like, or for or even Ruben Owens to an extent. How much is it going to be about my social media and me, 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 my attention, my brand, and how much will it, is it going to take away from the actual football and the the program you're trying to build? You see what I'm saying? That's a real fine line there, bro. <laughs> or maybe you, you can. I mean, you can definitely sell it to a guy like Denver Harris or. Terrence Brooks, who will probably be a five star at some point, you can you can sell it to the five stars easily because they're going to be big names coming to Texas. They always are. Yeah, the folks, the folks that already you know are are used to getting their butts kissed and you know have the egos. Yeah, they're going to eat it up. I'm just I will I would be real surprised, man. We turn around two three years from now and find out 
oh my God, um, the, 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 the third leading receiver on the team made $65,000 last year on his name. I have a hard time seeing that happening. It'd be we'll really see. cool. We'll That'd see. That'd be really cool. We'll see. I would, hey, I would love for that. You know what, man? I, I just, there's no way. No way. But we'll see. It's, it's a super fun talking point. And right now, Texas should be pumping. That should be the first thing out the mouth. But yeah. You got to be careful, man, because you you go you could easily fall into that trap. Where it's all about everything but football. Mm-hmm. So it's a fine line to it. I'll just I'll leave it at that. I think it right. It should be part of their. I think it should be a big part of their sell, though. Let's get into some of these guys who are coming on campus. We've kind of rattled off the names here and there, but let's really dig into these recruitments and what to expect from them on the field and with Texas as a recruit. You know, with Texas recruiting them, where Texas stands. We'll start off with a guy who's coming in from out of state alongside the quarterback commit for Texas, C.J. Williams, the wide receiver. C.J. Williams, uh, it, it's it's interesting. He, he's sort of a big guy, 6'2", 193. He's not super tall, big guy, but he is sort of that body-you-up big guy wide receiver. And I don't know if that's what Texas really wants right now, but, it, I mean, why say no to a guy who – has shown what he's shown on tape. I'll say this, and I think I've mentioned this before, and I like C.J. Williams. Seems like an amazing kid, Will. I don't see anything on tape, just like with Brute McCoy when he was playing wide receiver. What makes him a five-star prospect? You he's know, not a five-star right now. He's, he's a mid-four-star. He, he's a national top 30 prospect, though, right? Consistent. Like, he's, he's a borderline. Top 50, but yes. <laughs> Top hundred. Actually, he, he's really highly rated. Yeah, I don't. I don't see what separates him. But anyways, um, USC, Ohio State, Notre Dame are the threats here, right? Um, mm-hmm. California kid, man. I, I think the vibe's gonna be a little bit different with a California guy. You know, like Sark in charge and that West Coast. You know, that West Coast presence that is on the presence that is on the staff. I don't know how to feel about CJ Williams. I, I have the opinion. I'm of the opinion that it's going to be really hard to, to to knock off the teams with better track records with the receivers right now, like Ohio State and Southern Cal, the home, the home team. Right. Yeah, we'll see. I do like what C.J. Williams can bring. I know if the staff was last year's staff, they would have absolutely done everything to bring him on. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm interested in how much the staff wants him over other guys. Oh, they clearly uh, want him. They clearly want him. I just, you know, you're saying he's the bigger body guy, but like, like I'm saying, like when I hear that, I'm thinking six four, six five, right? He's six two, mm-hmm. you know, but he's highly rated, man. So let's see. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd like him. I mean, if you say if he commits to you this weekend, you don't say no. That's of that's a hundred percent. Of course, no. So next guy you have in is a five star offensive tackle. And in a class where you need to land every single off the lineman you possibly can, this guy is a can't-miss prospect, Kelvin Banks. Kelvin Banks coming out of Humble, Texas, in Summer Creek out of Houston. Off of the tackle, 300 pounds already, 6'5". Oh, yeah. This guy, he, he looks the part. He plays the part. He is the part. And Texas has been sort of the unspoken favorite so far. I mean, not maybe not unspoken, very spoken favorite to win this one. Where do you feel Texas stands right now for the number two offensive tackle in the nation? Uh, with Banks, it's going to be either LSU, Texas A&M, or Texas. Um, he's been to LSU already. Most of the excitement, because he was once previously committed to Oklahoma State, right, as a sophomore. When he decommitted, most people um, had him had him locked in for Texas A&M. I ended up meeting him and his father um, at the Under Armour camp in March and found out, come to find out, dad is a lifelong Texas fan. Kelvin grew up with a burnt orange room. So um, Texas odds have always been better there than a lot of people realized, I think. And um, it's going to come down to the visits. You know, um, and them's going to throw everything at them, right? Um, everything. But but it's <laughs> a recruitment that, you know, it's, it's going to come down. To, look, um, these guys were hired for a reason. Banks, Flood. It's time, man. It's time. Let's let's seal the deal, Bo. <laughs> that <laughs> reminds me, we didn't speak about one guy who came last weekend. But oh, Dewberry, no, you, Cam Dewberry. No, but, ahead, but we'll talk yeah. about him after this. After no, Banks, Banks. Banks I, I think Texas is gonna get Banks. Yeah, I do. I I would I would assume so. Uh, I'm I don't know. I hope if he commits, 
I don't know. When do you think he's going to commit? Uh, that I'm not sure about, but I, I do know he's getting close. He's getting close in the visits. These visits are going to play a major part in it. But That's I, the thing is I think if he commits soon, it's Texas. If he waits till the season, I don't have enough faith in Texas to have a good enough season where a team like A&M or LSU or Oklahoma or whoever is going to say is going to be able to point to it and be like, see, they're not ready. Well, I mean, even if he were to commit, they could still say that, you know, <laughs> when the season right. starts that he could decommit. But it's it's easier to keep a guy when you're when he's committed. Ruben Owens says, yeah, or no, nah, I'm just playing. But no, I think they're gonna get banks, man. I do, I do. So cross your fingers there. Y'all don't hold me to it, but I feel good there. Right. Speaking of another five star that we felt good about for a while, Denver Harris. Starting to backpedal a little bit here in terms of how we feel about him because Alabama no, is No, I'm not. You're not? No. I feel I'm I'm starting to backpedal a little bit because of how Alabama is is kind of approaching this, but nah. I you know I am still feeling like Texas is probably the team to beat for Denver Harris, but it's it's a little closer than it was, probably just because of all the people taking visits and whatnot. You know he's finally be able to see other teams, but Texas makes a lot of sense for Denver Harris. Uh, it, it's always been close. It's always been tough for Denver. It's always going to be a was always going to be a fight, right? Alabama, LSU. Who am I forgetting? It's, it's those two in Texas. A&M now to a lesser extent than they were. You got to remember, Denver's coming off the, the ACL, so he's probably not even going to be, you know, out there you know, for the start of his senior year. Um, ah, I, Without knowing it, Will, I think that I hate to sound like a homer on this deal, man. I freaking hate it, but I think Banks is going to Texas. I think Denver Harris is going to Texas, man. Here's this, I'll say this. I'll say this. Texas is going to get one of the three, Harris, Terrence Brooks, or Bryce Anderson. And I think they're all cornerbacks. They're going to get one of those three, possibly two. Bryce Anderson, if he can miss, it doesn't affect anything for Harris or Brooks. Harris and Brooks aren't going to play together. I can tell you that much. Hmm. That's too bad because they're both really, really good. I mean, let's talk right now about – oh, well, before we get to Terrence Brooks, I already said we were going to talk about Cam Dewberry. Let's talk a little bit about his, his unofficial visit, which basically should be treated as an official visit because he came away from it kind of blown away by Texas and telling everybody, wow, that trip was amazing. And that's really, again, why you said you brought in these guys like Banks, like Flood, like you kept Stan Drayton. That's, this is the reason you kept all these re- elite recruiters or so-called elite recruiters to get guys like Ken Dewberry on campus and then blow him away. Yeah, I just, Dewberry has always seemed a bit turned off, you know, by Texas with the way, you know, everything that went down with, with, um, with Herb Hand or whatever. Um, I just think Dewberry views himself, you know, as a, as a guy that, even though he likes Texas, you know, had things gotten off to a better start, man, I, I think they would be in a better position. But I don't think, I think he's an A&M or Ohio State guy. In my yeah, opinion. and he also is really good friends with Kenyon Green. As well, that's true. He kind of sees himself as Kenyon Green Jr., so he wants to kind of follow that mold, and he can see it right there with Kenyon Green at A and M. No, I don't. I don't disagree with you at all. So let's go back to Terrence Brooks here, though. Terrence Brooks, probably your favorite cornerback in the class. Am I misstating that? Probably the best. Your favorite, Uh, Speedy. He is really he's he's very technically sound. You you can tell his dad. Was a has an NFL background, will uh, the technique, everything, man. I was just I've never seen. I mean, I'm talking to Evan Stewart. I'm talking John Tay. I'm talking Hale. Will I have not seen anybody so far like legit separate from him? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't know what his test numbers look like. It doesn't matter. He's a cover corner in every sense of the word. Terrence Brooks is the real deal. Is that two four seven that has him like a three star? Like I have. That's a no, five star player. That's a five star player. He's the real deal. I think on two four seven, he's a mid four star. Okay. But yeah, I think other sites have him higher. Okay. So yeah, I, I agree. I think Terrence Brooks, I mean, when you watch his tape, you can see it right there. It's like this is when you not just when you watch his tape, when you watch his game film, uh, there's a difference. You can see like that guy is legit good. And if Denver Harris isn't the best. It's Terrence Brooks. If Terrence Brooks isn't the best, it's Denver Harris. You know, if you you're you're winning if you get either of those guys, for sure. So they're probably going to be split between Texas and Alabama. Hopefully, hopefully Alabama doesn't get both of them, uh, or they one of them goes another place. 
But I think if you get Ooh, either one of those guys. You know what? I forgot to mention, too. Brooks did pick up – what's today, Thursday? Brooks did get an Ohio State offer earlier this week, which could oh, be a bit I, of a I game did, changer. I missed that. So yeah, that, that's, I, I that's major. That could be a bit of a game changer. So that might hit, cause him to hit pause and um, add them to his list of uh, officials. So that is something to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Well, they get him on official visit this weekend to kind of blow him <laughs> away there. Hopefully you get guys like Blake Gideon and uh, Terry Joseph to – Hopefully, really, or maybe even put. I mean, Steve Sarkeesian. Who? Do, where do you put Steve Sarkeesian on these guys? Like, is he just everywhere all at once? Yeah, I think he 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 spends time with everybody, man. You can look at them pictures. He's on so many freaking uh monsters and five hour energies, man. But yeah, when does he sleep? I don't think. When he does, does that guy man. sleep? I don't think he's a zombie. He gets paid to be a zombie. Yeah, all well, of them do. Sticking around with the five stars here, we got Evan Stewart, the former Texas commit, sticking around for Texas for that official visit. It's good to get him on. I feel like Texas is the favorite here over, you know, maybe Florida, Alabama, LSU, or USC. I think Texas is the team to beat still, even though, you know, you rarely get skilled players who decommit from your school back to your school. This, I mean, Evan Stewart is the top of the top on Texas's board. And if they get him, everything else is gravy for them, really. So... Uh, I think they. I think he knows that. Uh, I think he feels the love, and hopefully they get him back in the fold this weekend. I've never been as high on him as as, as everybody else. He's a great, tremendous athlete. Had a great junior season. Um, I'm not saying that you should be. I'm just saying that's where Texas feels. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. And Texas has had so many wide receivers get drafted early in the last decade, right? Oh, but, this, um, <laughs> okay, hold on. But no, but no, but no, no. But but I. I don't think he's going to end up back in the class. I really don't. Um, I think it's great to get him back on campus, man. Um, I, I wouldn't be upset, man, if they turned their interest other elsewhere. But, no, great great talent, dog, for sure. I don't think they're going to turn their interest elsewhere until it is literally the fat lady singing. Yeah. Keep so he'll, he'll be at a college somewhere else in college, and he'll be like, Texas will be like, hey, you, you want to come over to Texas? Like, anytime. Hey, I'm, transfer I, he's rules. A, he's, a, he's a prime transfer candidate in my mind, so hey. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and speaking of wide receivers, you have Shaz Peterson coming in from St. James, Louisiana. Shaz Preston, yeah. Shaz, like, what I say? I like that dude. I like that what dude I say? a lot. Say Shaz, I said uh, Shaz Preston. I think you made him Adrian Peterson's nephew. Oh. Shaz Peterson. Yeah, I did say Shaz Peterson because I just I was just about to say it again. Shaz Preston, Shaz Preston from St. James, Louisiana. Uh, mm. Obviously, Louisiana is the favorite, right? I mean, no, no, no. So hey, I've got to connect to Preston, man. Um, really? He's they're not that that particular family is not in love with LSU at all, hmm. at all. Um, I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but um, Preston's going to take all of his visits. He has he has maintained that he had interest in Texas, man. LSU was in there. No, no, he's not a trust me. I, he, they are not in love with LSU at all. Um, I believe it's Alabama that's in there. Um, Texas, of course, just off top of my head, Georgia. Yeah, he he's open to everybody. He's looking for the best fit. So this is one of the rare cases where and he could still possibly end up at LSU, of course. But this is one of the cases I have it like legitimately. He's not a kid that's locked in LSU at all by any means. And he's got family here in Texas. Yeah, I mean, he isn't the fastest guy, but he does have some speed on him. I mean, he, he's still really good. I mean, he can play inside or outside. I like Chaz Preston. I, I y'all folks are gonna say I'm hating. I like him better than I like him better than Stewart. But whatever. I hope Texas gets him. Well, it'd be huge if they got him. It would be huge. I mean, again, a guy like Evan Stewart can play inside outside. Mm-hmm. Uh. So a guy, and let's get to the next guy who's not committed to Texas, Tavor Jones, the El Paso running back. I mean, this is a guy who's been on Texas radar forever. Probably the real reason he's a you know low mid three star or low mid four star recruit is because he's all the way out in El Paso. Nobody wants to drive all the way out to that freaking El Paso to go watch football, one football game. <laughs> no, I I love Tavor Jones. I was on the Tavor Jones train back in hell. Was that November of last year? Um, he's quiet. Nobody, you know, I haven't. Yeah, he doesn't talk. Texas is still on him. We just saw Ruben Owens de- decommit. Jaden Blue is not playing in high school. I, there's a strong possibility in my mind he could be he could decommit at some point. So Texas is keeping all these running backs hot, man. Um, DeAnthony Gaston said he's going to commit. 
Is that was that June twenty? I think he's going to commit in a few days, and I don't think that's going to be Texas. I think that's, that's not possibly Texas. no way. Yeah, Colorado or USC. So I love Tavoris Jones. I would be happy with Tavoris Jones being a feature back in this class. So you know, if Texas can make any headway here with, with Jones, I think he's a big time player. I think he's like you mentioned. He's severely not severely because he's rated. He's rated well. He's rated highly, but I think he's a lot. He's more talented than some people realize because of where he plays. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go through the rest of these guys, and they're all Texas commits. So we'll talk about where Texas, you know, how strongly they are committed to Texas and what we still think about them after a year of watching their film. So we'll start off with the guy who probably has the most questions for this Texas staff and for Texas fans as well, Jaden Blue, formerly of Klein Kane in Houston. Uh, looks like they had some disagreements between the staff and Jaden Blue, and uh, he is taking his year off. I don't think he's he's probably going to end up playing high school football somewhere. No. But no, cuz if that coach if that coach doesn't want to sign off on him, he can he can take his senior year away from him. that kid don't want to play there and you say he transferring for athletic purposes. He can IMG. take it away from him if he wants to. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. If you want to go extreme, yeah. If IMG wants you, but remember hey, IMG has a new coach. I don't know if they're out recruiting anymore like they were, you know what I'm saying? That coach is at Dale Valley now. <laughs> at Austin. True. So, I mean, you could see – we'll see what happens with Jaden Blue, but how do you feel about how where Texas stands with Jaden Blue? Probably a little stronger now that he has some question marks around him. Probably doesn't want to lose Yeah, I don't, probably I don't the best thing he's got going for him right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's – how does Texas feel about, you know, where they stand with Jaden Blue? That's where Jaden Blue stand with Texas. I want to know what his options are looking like right now, you know, with mm-hmm. that whole deal. But – um. For the rankings drop and all that stuff, I saw like I saw some place dropped him from like number forty player overall to like number two hundred and forty. That's I think that's ridiculous. His talent hasn't changed at all. Right. But um, I'm not I'm not confident right now that Blue is in the signing day class in December. But at the same time, Texas added Cleveland Robinson. Texas is not they're not being naive about it either. They're talking to a lot of backs, right? Gaston, mm-hmm. Citizen, um. What's my man, Javante Barnes up in Las Vegas? Um, like they're they're talking to folks, so they're, they're they got plenty of other options. They're keeping their options open too. So, I if on a scale of one to ten, I'll put Blue's commitment as far as the confidence in it. You know, sticking, I would say probably right now about a four. I'd probably have it around a six, That's maybe fair. six and a half. Uh, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I think it's better than a, a coin flip that he stays. How about that? Um, Malik Murphy, the next guy, Junior Sapsera, Gardena, California, quarterback. We've known about this guy for a while. How'd you feel about his California tape? Where do you feel? I mean, I couldn't feel stronger about where he stands with Texas. Probably an eight out of 10 because uh, what about Quinn Ewers? You know, there's always that sort of in the, in the leaking, lurking in the background. But how do you feel about Malik Murphy's tape and, you know, where he stands with Texas? Um, the physical tools are obvious. Couple that with a, you know, somebody with the reputation that Sark has. Um, there's a lot to work with there. I like Malik Murphy as a prospect. Um, I, like you said, his commitment is, is, he's locked in, man, unless something changes on Texas's end as far as them wanting him or wanting to add another QB to the class. He's locked in. Um, he's not yours, but he's a good to get excited about it. If Texas gets Manning next year, it doesn't matter anyway. Right. Next guy we have up. The linebacker out of Arlington Martin, Travell Johnson. What do you think about him? Where where does this stand? I'm I'm gonna say this is a pretty strong recruitment here for Texas. I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah, but Tra- yeah, oh good. No, Travell didn't have a ton of big time offers at the time. Travell's about five eleven, probably about 190 pounds, but he's a missile out there. Texas talked about the nickel back I mentioned with Perkins. I can see them playing Travell there at that nickel linebacker spot. Um He's just he's a guy that he's a missile out there. They can move him around in a bunch of different spots. He's not going anywhere. He's locked in. I think a three star rating is appropriate based on his physical tools, but that's a four star football player. Mm-hmm. Next guy we have up is Armani Winfield, the lone wide receiver commit for Texas right now, right? Yes. Yes. Oh wow that that went from we're getting everybody at wide receiver to we have Armani Winfield, six two one eighty. Out of Louisville, Texas. It's pretty good when we got him. Still pretty good. Uh, I feel pretty strongly about where Texas stands with him. I don't think he's looking anywhere too strongly right now. What do you think? Well, he had a visit set up for Michigan State 
officially, and they ended up falling through. I'm not sure what happened. I know he was trying to get something set up with Penn State prior to that. I, I noticed that Winfield removed Texas commit from his bio after the um, after the UA camp, where he had a great camp. Um, it's getting a lot of a lot of clicks, a lot of excitement. Armani Armani's the kind of kid, man. He, I, I I think he's gonna he wants to take some visits. He wants some attention, man. He's starting to get that itch. I would rate his commitment right now probably at about a a, a six. Um. And that's not, it's not, again, it's not based on anything Texas is doing wrong or anything like that. It's just we're in an era where these kids, especially you're talking about wide receivers, fam. Like you're talking about the divas or divas. Like kids want attention. They want their butts kissed. Okay. Armani's not any different from anybody else. So y'all don't get y'all feelings hurt. You find out he was on taking official visits or he decommits at some point because he's a kid like the rest of them are. And he wants attention. But um, mm-hmm. great player, great talent. Definitely want to have him on campus. But our rate is commitment right now is about a six on the scale of 10. Okay, so for me, that's about a seven, seven and a half. Chris Ross, the defensive tackle out of North Shore, going to be coming along with Denver Harris, or Denver Harris going to be coming along with Chris Ross. Both those guys coming up to Texas. He's one of those guys who, I, mean, I don't know, Darius, I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident. I don't think he has a lot of big-time offers. Texas is one of the first to jump on uh, the Chris Ross bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Uh, after you know, then Oklahoma, Miami, LSU, mm-hmm. and Auburn jumped on as well. I think Texas is probably still his best offer right now, and I feel he's sticking there. And you know, he had good tape as well. Like it's hard not to like this kid. No, he could have committed to any of those schools. Um, he just came in for his official last weekend. I think Ross is locked in, and I will go ahead and set that one at about a a nine out of ten. I don't think you have to worry about that one. Mm-hmm. Next guy's a guy I'm not as comfortable with. B.J. Allen, Brian Allen, at Alito. And Alito has always been sort of a pipeline to Alabama. You've seen JoJo Earl. Um, and, you know, JoJo Earl last year was just the most recent example of that. Alabama's starting to whisper in his ear brought to Brian Allen. They weren't doing that as much when he committed to Texas. So this is sort of a new thing for Brian Allen he was at Alabama a few weeks ago and Alabama just offered him back in May. So I'm assuming he's going to be taking an official visit to Alabama sometime soon. Uh, we'll see when exactly that is, but I don't know exactly when that is right now at the top of my head, but it that's, that's Texas's biggest competition right now. And boy, it, it's fierce. So I think a lot of it's going to contend though. You saw Texas offered his younger brother, um, 2024 so he's going to be a sophomore this year um i'm of the opinion i don't think right now his brother is that level of a prospect but texas is doing it because they want to lock in bj's commitment alabama has not made an offer to his younger brother even though his brother was there camping not too long ago trying to earn an offer i am of the opinion just you know in reading the tea leaves reading situations and I'm, i'm a little bit familiar with bj allen and his family um, from my my brief time in Fort Worth, I think if Alabama eventually comes through and offers little brother, I think he's gonna flip. That's just my opinion, but they're saying all the right things right now. Um, scale of one to ten, I will put that commitment at about a instead of five because again, it's gonna depend on if they offer his brother. And Nick Saban can do whatever he wants whenever he wants. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, they have enough talent to be able to to gamble on the brother if they do like. Brian, you know, they do like BJ that much. So where else are guys from Texas going this weekend? Uh, well, yeah, Bryce Anderson heading up Alabama, and that's probably Texas's biggest competition for Bryce Allen, for Bryce Anderson, either there yeah. or Texas A&M. Yeah, I was about to say, it's tough regardless. So that's going to be a tough, tough one for Texas to, to hold on to. Hopefully you're, you're watching Bryce Anderson like a hawk there and hoping that he doesn't commit to Alabama while he's there and so you, that you can get him on campus the week after and really no, kind of bring everything his back. Team, his high school team qualified for the state 7-on-7, seven seven, so it messes up because that's the weekend he was supposed to do his Texas visit once he pushed it back. And see, July, there's a dead period in July for most of July until the end of it. You see what I'm saying? So Are they going to keep that going? With, you know, with In July, yeah, from everything I understand. So that's going to – there is a potential just, just on just happenstance that his visits to Texas ended up getting pushed back, and then, bam, now all that's fresh on his mind is a and in Alabama. And that 
Is he still supposed, he's still supposed to commit on July 4th? But I wouldn't be surprised if that got pushed back again. But if he commits on July 4th still and hasn't visited Texas, Will, that's that's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not a no. good thing. No. Uh, then you also have uh, who, oh, Cam Williams going to Oklahoma, Cole Hudson going to Oklahoma, Harold Perkins going to Oklahoma, uh, Malik Ogbo going to Oklahoma, all your offensive tackles and offensive guards, Denvon, Devon Campbell going to Oklahoma, uh, all your offensive linemen going to Oklahoma this weekend. Well, Oklahoma uh, and, hasn't had anybody on campus all summer, so it's about time. Right. And your other guys, Cam Dewberry, Nito, Umiazulu, going to A&M. Hey, didn't NATO visit this past weekend, or is that this no, weekend? That was two weekends ago. Texas? Yeah, he visited Texas. And he hadn't talked to anybody. Okay. Let me try to get a hold of him. <laughs> I have then you have, He's not going to text me back, though. I'm going to try it. Sebastian Cheek's going to Notre Dame. So that's Texas's biggest com- uh, competition right there. I was expecting, I was expecting Halam- uh, Tuli Halamaka to be committing to a- Notre Dame last weekend. Have you said anything? What has he said? Has he said anything since his visit? Not anything. Ooh, no. Will we got a Notre Dame uh, moderator with a Texas crystal ball for Sebastian Cheeks? Well, look at that. Look at that. Mm. We're just talking about him. Yeah. So that so that's really sort of most of your big time names and where they're going this week. Uh, Darius, any of those kind of scary to you? The most who's who's the most who's the scariest besides I guess Bryce Anderson? You know that you're afraid of visiting another place. I guess maybe Devon De- Devon Campbell because he still hasn't been on campus yet this summer, mm-hmm. um, for an official or unofficial, and he's visiting this visit to Oklahoma is unofficial, right? I felt like Devon for a long time. That he was Texas's to lose. I'm not as confident on that as I as I, I'm starting to come off of that a little bit. I think Oklahoma is going to be a real threat there for him, and you know the entire time they're going to be pitching him on their recent tradition of putting guys into the league and comparing it to how poor Texas is. is. He's going to get the whole nine yards there. So Campbell's probably the one that scares me the most right now. Hmm. For good reason too. But I think that's all that we have here. This is a really really big weekend for recruiting for Texas. You're going to have all of that news and more on the footballbrainx.com. So go ahead and, and subscribe there. We'll have tons of notes and, and updates there. But thank you all for listening to us. This has been 4th and 5, your Longhorn Nation podcast. I've been your host, Will Bazer. You guys can find me on Twitter at W-I-L-L-B-A-I-Z-E-R. My man, Coach DT, where can we find you? Y'all can find me on Twitter as well, Coach DT underscore TFB. Holla at me, man. And you guys can find more podcasts like this on the Hornscast channel. It's the Hornscast channel on any podcasting platform out there. If you're I mean, you're listening to it right now, go ahead and give us go ahead and give us a subscription and a rating on whatever you're listening to us on. It really does help out the show. Thank y'all for listening. We'll see y'all next week. Hook 'em. Hook 'em. Get your gear. Get your new gear.